Welcome to The Walk On. This week, Brian joins us remotely as we break down the Masters, the start to an insane NBA offseason, as well as a tough Sunday for gamblers. In addition to all that, we go through every game on the NFL Week 12 slate. God hates gamblers. <laughs> Are you saying just because of Chubb? Not because of Chubb. I'm talking okay. about Chubb. I'm talking about Arizona. And I'm talking about the poor performance by my shady offshore book. I'm going to be using the Props Network to actually, <laughs> as a customer, to shop for a new sports book. You, soon you can go to New Jersey. I will go to New Jersey. We're, we're going to make a... Oh, wait. No, that's weed. Sorry. You can already <laughs> go to New Jersey. <laughs> Soon you can go to New Jersey and bet and get weed. Hey, wow! I, this is the longest I've gone in like a year without smoking pot. I feel congrats exactly the same, which leads me to believe I was smoking too much. <laughs> hey, you know, you you win some, you smoke a lot. You know, that's how it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm saving it for Thanksgiving. I'm gonna jump back on the horse. The Lions are gonna become the worst six and five team in NFL history. Yes, and then I'm gonna blaze one and eat a whole pecan pie. It's gonna be majestic oh i can't wait to see you just passed out with some pecan pie on your stomach just having fun you know i love it and here's what happened brian so i placed some bets i think i placed the browns bet with you yeah and for whatever reason it was put on the texans because i that's that's crazy and i i thought that was maybe i made a mistake but then later on i placed my bets for the late slate yeah. I wanted to take Pittsburgh. I wanted to take Arizona. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take Miami. And then the Pittsburgh bet placed fine. The Arizona Great. bet placed fine. And Miami, for whatever reason, yeah. was placed as a parlay with the Pittsburgh and Arizona lines, 25 to win 150. Just by those odds, you knew it wasn't going to hit. Oh. But it was going to hit. If Cliff Kingsbury kicked that extra point, oh God, yeah, yeah, God, the 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 gods do hate gamblers all the way around. There just so many fun at the end of the game. Um, no thanks. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take this money. I'm gonna take all your money away from you. you I love it. Do you think the coaches ever ask like, what's the spread right now? I mean, you, I mean, in the back of your pocket, kind of, you know, like, hey, you know, I, I have my DraftKings app up and I have <laughs> Nick Chubb. He's, I just need a touchdown from him and then I can win. I can no, win not, a million dollars. But do you think they ever think like, man, I could really fuck over a lot of people or <laughs> maybe I could really help a lot of people right now? They absolutely do. And I think it was Kevin Stefanski who he was asked about it in a press conference after the game and he just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people, they're like, what about the Nick Chubb fantasy owners? Like, well, Nick Chubb fantasy owners, they got 50 yards out of nowhere. They should be satisfied. Yeah, no, he got like 16 points. Like, that's what you want. I mean, the guy just came back from four weeks uh, uh, in the hospital, you know, someone kissing his knee, and here you go. He's back. He's healthy. He, he goes out on the one-yard line because he's a, he's a talented uh, and smart person. That's just great. Yeah, talented and smart person. And, you know, I really like that Browns win because you could see – we talk about what we learn, mm-hmm. and they had a bit terrible weather, and you could see they learned from that – 
Raider game. Uh, you it, Exactly. I mean, it was great to have Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Teller back uh, at, at guard. And it, it really showed, like, okay, let's, let's not put Baker in these situations where he has to throw the ball, you know? And Kareem Hunt ran just like he, – he ran like a man that knew he – was going like he needed this like he needed this game for himself and he and he played that way and it was just so nice to see yeah the browns looked fantastic that was the most lopsided three-point game i think i've ever seen i know yeah but you know along those ways the Arizona miracle followed by not caring about the extra point. I think that's the worst gambling bad beat of my career as a gambler. And at that point, you just kind of have to throw up your hands and laugh at it. Yeah. So while I'm having my terrible gambling day, I, I, I'm down on the weekend. Didn't go great. One of our viewers actually placed a parlay on the four picks I put out in my video. They yeah. did it money line, so they got made it a little bit more conservative. It hit. They made thirteen hundred dollars <laughs> off an eight dollar wager. An incredible feat. Congrats to KP. That's legitimately incredible. I wish I'd done it myself, but I'm just as happy that you got it, man. That's fantastic. What? what? That. Th- 1300 buckaroos 1300 buckaroos none of oh them oh my I, god i'm i'm the robin hood of this thing i'm given to the poor <laughs> 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 the one way robin hood wow that that's incredible joel that's i mean he should he should be like one of those uh commercials where it's like joel welcomes me help me get this car you know, that type of deal. And normally like, it's like the bookie doing the advertisement. Yeah. Joel yeah. Wachowski helped me get this car. My uh, kid's going to trade school thanks to Joel Wachowski's crappy picks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't think my youngest daughter could have braces, but uh, these knuckleheads are following the Polish hammers picks. And uh, they shouldn't be hammering the hammer. I tell you that much. <laughs> thanks, professional gambler. <laughs> And, you know, let's talk Masters. I mean, this is the one time the boss man didn't insist we back Dustin Johnson. Right. I didn't hear any Dustin Johnson talk. Yep. I am a Dustin Johnson truther who did not bet Dustin Johnson. That's, you know. I I learned Dustin Johnson's beard. It was all his beard that had that magic. His beard looked fantastic. I agree. Mrs. Gretzky looked phenomenal. She also looked fantastic. (laughs) You should have led with that. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a Gretzky until today. Oh, I could tell that was a Gretzky. Like, you could tell the eyes and the nose. That's all Wayne. Wow. (laughs) Man, what a a Masters, though. It was really... uh, uh, Man, just... uh, DeChambeau. uh, Hilarious. Hilarious. And it's got to be good for golf, right? Like, DeShambo losing his ball was almost as big of a moment as Tiger winning the Masters last year. Well, I don't know about that. According to Twitter, like, it was a moment. There was a, it was like a celebratory feeling. Last Saturday, we got Biden's fake election. This Saturday, we got Bryson losing his ball. And it just caused so much joy to go out into the world. You know what gave me joy? about Bryson's Masters experience is that he finished 
He lost to 63-year-old Bernhard Langer, who he played the final round with. The guy hits it 250 max off the tee, and he did better at the Masters than Bryson DeChambeau. Wow. A guy with an AARP card is better. (laughs) Literally. But how much of the Bryson dislike is actually related to his outfits? If he didn't, mm. if he turned that Kang all around, I think he, people would be clamoring for the sham man. He he was he's such a a boaster about the whole thing from the get go. It, it it just it's just like a ugh, it it is like watching uh some Shakespeare for him to be like yeah go to win it I can hit it this far dude I'm he, the best he literally then, said he said par for me at Augusta National is sixty seven. <laughs> and then look what happened. Did you did you guys see any of the post game post round interviews with him over the weekend? Yeah. No, no, was it bad? Oh. Yes, uh, I was uh, very very dizzy. Uh, I had he to get. He does not uh, have COVID. an accent. I just, uh, <laughs> I, oh, he's French. I got. Yeah, got yeah. It. The okay. Shambo. He sounds like he's the next Detroit Piston. He belongs oh, on that the French national team, which is my favorite NBA team. Yeah, he said he was feeling <laughs> symptomatic, but he got a test. But yeah, that's that's what he blamed it on. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and oh, DeChambeau. And it's great. We've had awful weather, and like the whole sports world was affected by this terrible weather. I mean, we had the Masters. They were playing in some pretty rough stuff. We had them battling the cold, the elements, and it's nice to be them, see them in football environments, and the best guy won. The best guy did win. And he was accurate for, from the betting POV. He was priced right where he should have been. And how dumb is it for those of us that bet him every week to be like, oh, well, now he's crossed the 10 to 1 threshold at a major, so we don't bet him anymore. Yep. So, like, how much, if I, if I put down 100 for, for, for DJ, like, what, what would I get? 900. Mm. And you don't even have to wait for, like, 50 states to certify their elections to <laughs> You're get You're so bad about this. <laughs> And if you really wanted it to be over, you know, a more a, be- a better number, you could parlay it with like a NFL money line, you know, like yeah. you could have gone Dolphins DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all the way at Dolphins Super Bowl, so it's getting it's the vision's getting closer yeah, and closer. Yeah, we're gonna that. we're gonna pay some mind to the Dolphins, <laughs> and like you know, we had the Bryson mess up on Saturday. On Sunday, we had the other side of the coin. Tiger put up a ten on a hole, oh. and uh, he didn't have that till he till he was since he was texting waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> Felt bad for that Tiger. I saw that uh, when he was in the sand trap, and he's in the bunker, and I. Goes and he just shoots it all the way into the pond. It's like, oh, Tiger, no, don't do it. You're supposed to miraculously come back from like ten from ten down. But I mean, the guy has a fused back and had to play 28 consecutive holes on Saturday. If anyone thought he was gonna win, I mean, that you'd, yeah, you'd be nuts. And Ty- Tiger's looking a little skinny too. He's looking a little skinny, but you're supposed to get lighter as you get older in order to like move True. around better. Like yeah. you're supposed like. Because just statistically, having a male body, you're naturally going to gain one pound a year. So if you work to go in the other direction of that, your yeah. body will thank you. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just uh, his muscle, where it is, you know, his power is now not there. I don't think anymore. But yeah, and you know what? I think 
the books really cleaned up this weekend because yeah. there were a couple historic betting handles that did not go in their way. 10% of all the action on I, the books that I paid attention to were on Tiger. And on that same token, I think there was a historic level of wagers on the Baltimore Ravens last night. Mm. I think 82% of the money was on Baltimore. Whoa. Well, that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're a running team in the rain. They should take care of business, but it was a great week for the sports books. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, they really did it. before we get to the NFL, I think you and me have to have a little debate here because some NBA craziness is going down. They yes. basically, all these trades have been made for a week or so, but mm-hmm. they weren't able to announce anything until today at noon. And, of course, I'm talking about Bruce Brown is now a Brooklyn Net. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one you're going for? Bruce Brown, the Detroit Pistons, and Brooklyn Nets, they had a blockbuster trade. Um, Bruce Brown. Oh, for the 6'4 guard. (laughs) (laughs) Bruce Brown, we drafted him as as a defensive-minded small forward, and we spent two years. We always draft defensive small forwards and try to make them play point guard. We did it with Stanley Johnson. Now we did it with Bruce Brown. And I will always remember Bruce Brown because I, I'm somehow on some like spam email for a Detroit like sports memorabilia auctions. Yeah. Yeah. And every week in the auctions, I get a text like 30 minutes to go and I look around. I never buy anything. Yeah. And there's always a signed Bruce Brown photo for five bucks. I feel bad for him. You just got to have to buy it. You just got to keep buying them up to see if there's some value for there. But what a such a like a lateral move for the I I don't know what the Nets are really looking for, but hey, let's let's see what Steve Nash or uh D'Antoni's like, I, I see a guy. I see I can be he could be the James Harden we're looking for. I'm like, okay, okay, guy. Well, isn't that the rumor? Isn't James Harden supposedly trying to make his way to Brooklyn right now? Yes. And that doesn't make any sense. For the team, <laughs> you you want this to implode before you even play a game. That's that's what that looks like. Yeah, you can't have Kyrie Irving playing next to the evolutionary Kyrie Irving. No, because Kyrie would legit just retire halfway through a game. He yeah. would be like, "I'm done." And you don't need them. Like James Harden's in a situation where. He has that Iverson level usage, right? He's good enough to justify it. He makes threes. He gets to the free throw line. And there's a sort of math ball that you have to play with James Harden there that mm-hmm. you, I just want to see them. I want I want Kevin Durant to have his own team in my barrel. That's what will make me happy. A super, yeah. A super yeah. team won't do that for me. Yeah. I, I Honestly, if it, you, you, we've seen a lot of things about Drew Holiday uh, getting shopped around. Drew Holiday would probably be a good good. Uh, position for the Nets to go for. I think that's. I think that. Um, I think that meshes well with everybody. Yeah, but I think there the price tag for Drew Holiday is sort of weird it's, and prohibitive, and yeah. I wouldn't pay that price for him. I'm not as high on Drew Holiday as a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. I just like you know the age is. He's not as young as you would think. You have to really think you're in contention, and I think it's a three horse race for that. Four if Brooklyn gets incredibly ru- lucky but the bruce brown trade actually does mesh with their roster pretty well because yeah. he's a great defender he doesn't need the ball at all and if he gets the ball you're in trouble 
<laughs> no, I'm really, I'm really excited for the Nets, and I, I really don't see them needing to trade. It, uh, guys, you got some really great talent with Levert, and let him, let him cook together. Just be. Uh, if I was Kevin, I'd be like, wow, he did, he did some work in the bubble, and no one was around him. So let's keep him for a little bit, and you know, if you want to do a mid-season trade, great. But I think you just stick with your guns. Don't change the roster too much. I definitely trade Spencer Dinwiddie because your team is unlikable enough by having Kyrie and KD, even though I love them, that the last thing you need is someone who's into Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you, you could take that Bitcoins to LA, all right? Go somewhere. Um, he would be, he appeared to be good with, I would say, like a Minnesota uh, or, um, or Golden State. I think he'd be a good. I think that would be a good like come off the bench six man type of deal for for Spencer. Yeah, he's a Lou Williams type with a little bit more size. Yeah, and I bet Spencer Dinwiddie's a lot like you in terms of hanging out. Like I could, <laughs> I could see you wanting your salary, putting out your own Bitcoin. I could see you letting <laughs> fans pick your next destination by donating to a Coinbase. I would love that, and uh, and, a, and a homeless shelter too. And then you just tell me where to go, and I'll I'll, I'll sign I'll sign right on the dot. I don't care. Yeah, and I'll always remember Spencer Dinwiddie because it was like 2012. Yeah. I, I was dry, riding in a cab in L.A., and this cab driver just talked to me for 30 minutes about how this guard at the University of Colorado was going to be a great basketball player. Whoa. It was Spencer Dinwiddie. Detroit picked him, and. Uh, he was part of an era where we didn't know what to do when we picked talented guards in the second round. Chris Middleton, Spencer Dinwiddie, eh, we gave him away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Pistons love to be like, um, you know what? He looks like he can play, but you know, I just don't. I don't think he's a Detroit guy, and I don't think he likes um, pizza. So I'm going to have to get rid of him. You know, it, it just doesn't. They just don't know how to develop, and that's the biggest problem with a lot of these teams. We always see it. Like you just don't know how to develop that uh, second round undrafted. Where you, you, that's where all the gems come from. I'm telling you. You you love the second round. I can I, I can tell it. you've been stuck at home looking at second round draft profiles for too long. Oh my goodness! I'm looking I'm looking at mid majors and like oh this guy uh, works at the oil mill during the day and still puts <laughs> up twenty points. I'm like this guy, him. That's, He's my boy. That's the guy you like. And okay, I think we've got to have our disagreement. Chris Paul <laughs> has been traded to the Phoenix Suns. I love it. You don't like it. I I hate it uh, all all of it. I just hate all of it. Um, because I, I don't I don't know what. Yes, yes. He CP three had a great season last year, and you know what they're seeing? Like, okay, he with OKC, he worked with a a young team, and they worked out okay. To expect that to happen again is it just seems. Um, you're not looking at the big picture and you're looking at the splash and maybe you're not ready for the splash yet. Maybe you just use those picks because you don't have depth. Like if you're, if you're, if CP three goes out, you're back at square one. You're, you didn't, you didn't change your, your, your team at all. And you're hoping that your draft pick that you're probably going to spend on a point guard 
will step up and be there. Uh, and they traded a lot of a, a lot of points, like people that made buckets. Like the other two, you know, they were just um, the bottom of the barrel. But with Kelly, it's like you you got that there, and you traded. OKC has seventeen draft picks. Why give them more? Okay, I, th- I think that's they can, not an exaggeration. OKC can make OKC can make another team just with those draft picks. Yeah, that's not fair. Man, we gotta just start betting on G League to back the OKC teams. There, there's gonna have a, be a whole G League team of Oklahoma City first round picks. But you know what? I'm I'm with it because they didn't have the money to re-sign Ubre. He's an undrafted, unrestricted free agent right. after this season. Yeah. I think DeAndre Ayton is a very special player, and having a point guard who's there to set up Devin Booker, throw lobs to DeAndre. Phoenix wants to win right now. Chris Paul gives them a chance. And who are the big teams in in the West? It's the Lakers, the Warriors, the Nuggets, the Mm -hmm. Blazers. And, you know, a lot of these teams, they've got a powerful big man who's no match physically for DeAndre Ayton. So, yeah. No, yeah, I'm with you there. And, you know, I'm just, what I'm worried about is Chris Paul, in the playoffs, and then his hamstrings out. Because that's a classic Chris Paul thing to do. You're you 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 plugged all all season. You guys have a you're 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 going in, you got the sixth seed, everything's great. Fourth quarter, he's grabbing his leg, and it's like, well, we got Chris Paul to the finish line, and we're stuck. I I just don't want to I don't want the Phoenix Suns stuck in in the playoffs because I think that might hinder their growth uh just as the year as the year goes on yeah but i mean i would like to issue an apology i would like to change course here i mean a lot of people criticize me on this show for my takes no one's ever like oh i agree with this guy they're like (laughs) who is this bald idiot but i'm gonna change my opinion on the phoenix suns because i think chris paul is the rare player who can overcome a bad ownership situation you think? Yeah. You think he can do it? Yeah, you have a coach on the floor. He has inherent stability. He's telling these young guys what to do, where to be, how to make rotations, and he's going to be invaluable for Booker and Aiton. I think they're a team that loses in the second round in seven games. Yeah, I, 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 that's why I don't want them to go. <laughs> I want them to be able to get out of that second round. Like, yeah, first round, great. You know, great for everybody. Uh, good for progression for Booker and stuff. Uh, I, I just want them to get over the hump, and I'm just not sure if Chris Paul is that person to do that. That's all. Maybe not. And we're gonna talk about NFL. Week 12, but first let's talk about BetMGM Sportsbook. They're live for legal betting in Colorado. Wow, they have everything in Colorado. They got weed, gambling, and Drew Lock. Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, West Virginia, Tennessee, and coming soon to Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Michigan. BetMGM Sportsbook is the outstanding online betting experience you would expect from the MGM Resorts brand. They have a beautiful site and mobile app, the best live dealer casino action, 
great odds on every sport, and a ton of amazing weekly promos like the Money Monday Club that pays every BetMGM player a free $10 bet every single Monday. Plus, for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for our listeners. You hear that, Mom? You're in Michigan. It's time to start sprinkling some shekels. Yeah, all you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM, use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right, just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus bankroll is yours at BetMGM. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Go 1-800-GAMBLER today. Do you think your mom will really sign up? Um, I think she will. My mom became a big Lions fan a few years back. It was, it was a cool story. Um, she found a diamond ring, and she found the owner, returned it to them, and you know, as a reward, they gave her like very good seats to a Lions Bucks game like four Hell years yeah. ago. So she watches every Lions game. She hates Matt Patricia more than <laughs> I do. <laughs> And yeah, she's a good lady. She she loves sports. She would always uh, she would always develop crushes. Like I think she I think she kind of just has crushes on black men a lot of the time. So growing up, oh yeah, what what NBA player do you think she had the biggest crush on? I'll give you a hint: Indiana Pacers mid nineties. Reggie Miller. No. Oh man, really? No, my mom's not going after no high yella. <laughs> uh, you're allowed to say hi yellow right that was that was, yeah. was that okay yeah i was oh, just man, quoting chalet with her mark jackson nope went on for a good career in basketball but not the one the type you'd expect man i don't know who you got who is it haywood workman he went on to become an NBA referee. Shouts to Haywood. Wow. Mom loved him. I remember watching those Pacers Nick series in their bedroom, and she'd just, you know, point out Haywood's arms every time they came out on screen. It's like, look, look, look Joel. You see those? You, you see those? Those are nice. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! You just made her day. She's gonna <laughs> love that so much. Did your mom have any crushes on athletes? No, she had a, a crush on Luther Vandross. I mean, is that a crush or is that just being a American woman with a beaten heart? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a Teddy Pendergrass man myself. Yeah, yeah. I, he 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 accomplished my dream of performing shirtless. Something the Props Network has yet to allow i just feel <laughs> uncomfortable being on a zoom with a shirt on anyone will tell you i don't i don't zoom with shirts on i'm the first person to get two master's degrees without wearing a shirt who's teddy that's pendergrass. a good asterisk you don't know who teddy pendergrass is no Ooh, you need to do some uh, googling on that. yeah look okay. look up sensuality in the dictionary his pictures next to it <laughs> All right, so I wanted to make an announcement, and we need to have a funeral. The what? Peninsula Parlays are no more. Oh. <laughs> We're not oh, betting man. any money on the Michigan Wolverines. That was the worst performance in Michigan history, and I think it's my fault. 
I went there. I brought my Lions juju into the big house, and this team is losing because I'm a student because all my teams are always going to be bad. Ed, you ruined them. You ruined them. You've ruined the Harbaugh. The only- I, I've never seen anything so gross. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, there. it was great to read all of the Michigan like sports reporters. They wrote their articles, and they're like, well, the one thing about Harbaugh, he never blames his players. It's like, oh, uh, cool, I guess. Great. And there's still his players are bad. That's the thing, you know? And it's crazy. But that's on him. He can't recruit. He's got the yep. Jordan brand. He's got the Michigan brand. He's been to a Super Bowl. He developed Andrew Luck. Why can't he recruit him of all people? Oh, it's Sam's over there Googling Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> what do you think? It, did he just take a shirt off? <laughs> Bring him uh, up. Bring him up. Oh, man. But Harbaugh, you know, you got the coolest jerseys in the world. And yes. wh- I just don't know why people don't want to uh, – players want to come to him that are actually decent, or is it him a development? I, it just – will he get fired? I don't think he is going to get fired. I think there's like, okay, it was just a COVID year. You'll be okay. But I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, the only solution for the Michigan football teams, and I I thought about this, the one thing you can do to save these guys and these programs, have Patricia and Harbaugh switch jobs. (laughs) Just look like a tag team and just, like, switch? Yeah, we'll swap them out. We'll act like they're identical twins. Oh, which one's which? (laughs) And, like, I think Patricia's kind of meant to be a college football coach. You don't think he can, like – Help a guy get heat stroke in Oklahoma. That's oh, he was after meant a to couple, do. couple practices. No, no. I honestly, if you do that swap, I think he can get uh, players to play for him. Patricia, just college, college kids, a little bit more. Yeah, could that, you, Teddy. There it is. There's Teddy. Our our third Mike, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> Damn it! I had Teddy. a hard, I had a hard time picking the right one. There were so many. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that little onesie. There you go. There's the full experience. Yeah, Teddy looks great. Did you read the Bleacher Report? I want to give the author some credit. It was by Kaylin Kaler. She gave a blistering article about Matt Patricia, and it was an amazing read. It was like eight pages about how much the players hate him. Holy shit, really? Yeah, he doesn't allow music in the locker room. At the end of his first season, the players were so upset because that, that with him that on the last practice, they all drank mimosas. <laughs> they hit it in them. <laughs> and like they keep telling him, like, yo, you're working us too hard. We have no legs on Sunday. And then he just keeps working them that hard. What What is it with Patriots descendants that come from Belichick Let's let's work these players into the ground and not treat them like players. And also, when you're when your roster is full of black people and you tell them not to play music, how dare you? Yeah, like he showed a <laughs> he showed a video of Cam Newton dancing on the field to rile up the team, and it's just like you're just trying to motivate with racism. <laughs> like, look at this guy; he's charismatic. He's look dancing. He's got a, a sheer a sense of joy de vivre. Oh man, that. Yeah, that's not that's not gonna go well. And how did he? Mm, mm, mm. That makes me mad. So <laughs> you can't play. That's how you have to make these players loosen up. 
Okay, you can't have them high strung because they're not going to play well. How do That's, you how do you loosen up? Um, I'll play a little Weezer, uh, <laughs> or I'll watch Star Trek Voyager. So, like a lot of things, you know, just to really get your get your blood flowing. Or the Waves with two V's. They're a good band. Oh yeah, I know. I know the waves. Yeah, that that's a little bit more modern than most of your stuff. <laughs> well, I was listening to a little Steely Dan, and that oof, man, that really gets you going. It does. It does really get you going, man. We're we're, we're on a seventies trip today, <laughs> so I know we go around the league and we talk about we we learned this week. I yeah. do want to talk about this Thursday game, but just since we're on the topic, let's talk Lions at Panthers. Panthers are favored by three points. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey's out. Bridgewater's playing injured. Yeah, he shouldn't play. He really shouldn't play. Yeah, but I think he's going to play because if you work that hard to have a comeback, you'll do anything to get back, get back out there. That's true, but that's how you hurt yourself more. You know, that that's that's my problem. And I don't want that out of Teddy. I need Teddy to be there, be in the league for a little bit. Oh, um, he'll be there. He'll be there. I just want him to. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if they're playoff playoff hopes anymore, especially with McCaffrey going out. I mean, that see that again. Like, yes, he, he hurt his shoulder, not his ankle. Um, but what one week back in, and then he's hurt again. Like, you just don't you don't want that out of your, out of your top top people. Yeah, and like, I think that the Panthers had a really unimpressive showing this Sunday. If you Mm -hmm. followed that game and NFL Twitter in the hours leading up to it, you know about the absolute nightmare the Tampa Bay Bucks went through just getting to Carolina. What, like five hours on the tarmac? Yeah, I think a two-hour flight was turned into an 11-hour journey. They won going away. It was close for two quarters, and then you couldn't do anything. And like a lot of the Panthers' young players, like, Jeremy Chin, who's, I think, defensive rookie of the year, if it's not Chase Young. Yeah, He's been him. a little yeah. banged up. And, you know, I think the this is a game, every team, they're going to be trying to get their playoff delusions in order. Whoever mm-hmm. has this is going to have an outside shot at a wild card berth and take the over. Yeah, do it. What's what's the over under in this one? Let me pull it up. I got my NBA draft odds there, which have been moving <laughs> around like crazy. Yeah, I see this one is off the board at DraftKings. Is there any reason? Oh, it might be, be it might be, might be the Bridgewater status. It might be that McCaffrey was just ruled out for this game. Yeah, but I imagine given that these offenses, it'll be around like forty nine, and the Lions give up twenty four points to everybody. Alex Smith is no longer an NFL player, and he got 400 yards passing against this defense. Well, he's still an NFL player, man. He's still, he could sling. You know? Technically. I mean, remember when Oscar Pistorius like, first hit the scene before any yeah. controversies? It was all about, hey, should this guy be allowed to play in the Olympics? <laughs> because the announcers in the, the game, and like Akib Talib was awesome. He was a great color guy yesterday. Yes. Phenomenal, opinionated, talking, yeah. really breaking down cornerbacks well, which is the most misunderstood position in there. It's got to be the hardest position in sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about Alex Smith's, Smith's brace. And he has an artificial leg extension that makes his legs the same length. And he's gone through eight different braces, getting the right one. And it 
seems like a performance enhancer. Like, if steroids are illegal, maybe this brace should be illegal. Well, I don't know about this brace. He, he needs to get off this field pronto. Yeah. Okay, that's... that's uh, I'm so happy for Alex to get playing time and whatever. That's just not safe, right? Like, he... He, his leg could come off his body. Let's not do that. Yeah, and the line on this game, before McCaffrey was out, it was Carolina by three. I think they hit that exactly right. I think the Panthers win this game by a field goal. Yep. Joey Sly is going to give the Matt Prater treatment. And I felt guilty. I, I, was, I, I hearkened back to my Catholic school days. I felt so bad rooting <laughs> against the Lions in that fourth quarter. Because I knew if they blew that lead to Alex Smith in Washington, the big boy was no more. Yeah, yeah, that would have been. He, he's just buying his time here. So, what well, the Lions? Well, you got Panthers, Texans, Bears. So, mm. if they get there's a if if the playoff field expands, yeah, the Lions could ruin this off season. <laughs> by stealing a playoff berth. And that's been my prediction this entire season. That's what I'm terrified about, is that the Lions, with their pretty gifted offense, will steal one down the stretch. Granted, their last four games are much harder. Yeah. But I think they're going to be... <clears throat> I think they're going to finish 8-8. Eight and eight. I was just... I, boom on the head right there, Joel. Yeah, I'm saying 8-8 eight and eight for sure. They're going to steal a game, maybe against the Lions... Uh, or the Titans, and you're like, hey, all right, you're you're an eight and eight team, and somehow Patricia has another contract extension. <laughs> all right, so let's go through the rest of the slate. We've got a great Thursday game this week. We've got the Cardinals, the one of the most entertaining teams in football oh, at yeah. Seattle. Seattle's favored by three and a half. Okay, I uh, just uh, they. <laughs> Seattle needs to win the game badly, um, but their running back stable is beat up, and the offensive line is not good anymore. Right, well, just injury wise, um, and the Cardinals always beat Seattle. So when when they when when Seattle has to play the NFL the NFC West, they're they're just always in trouble. Right, something's gonna there's gonna be a freak play, and Russell's gonna lose, but. It, this could be a good. This is a, this is a good bounce back for Seattle, and you know the three point five is really good. I think I think they they inch it out. Hopefully, yeah. Um, let me bad. just say the Rice Krispies are back on your end. I don't know if there's a method if you need to empty out the cereal bowl again. This boy likes see. his breakfast. Tell you what, I don't. Understand. Sounds like a steady rumbling fart. Oh yeah, Brian's sputtering like a broken milkshake <laughs> machine over there. <laughs> how how about now? What we got? That's worse. That's worse. Yeah. Jesus. So, so I think the best stat in all of football right now is that Russell Wilson is zero two since copywriting the phrase "Let Russ Cook." You deserve to lose after those ones. Russell had his worst outing that I can remember yesterday against the Rams. He wasn't taking those running lanes. He was forcing it down the field. And still, can we check on it? Can we go and look at the player futures? Ben Roethlisberger right now is still 25-1 to to win NFL MVP. I think 
there's good value there. Mahomes is now the favorite. Kyler Murray's seven to one, but it won't be Russell Wilson. We anointed him too early. Uh, he's muted there, so I will continue to pontificate. And uh, are you back, Brian? You leave Russell alone. Yeah, Russell. Russell's left alone. There's a little echo there now, but I'm, we're going to go through it. We're, we're good to go. I think the Cardinals get more calls than any team in the NFL. I think Roger Goodell is calling those crews during the game and saying, hey, What? Yeah, I, I've watched the last two Cardinals games start to finish, and I think they've had an ad, ad advantage in how the games were refed both times. The Cardinals, you're telling me that they're – Goodell's like, okay, we need, we need, we need Kyler. Kyler yeah. is our guy. Yeah. Kyler, oh, man. Hop, they've got stars all over the field. Buda Baker is an emerging performer. Isaiah Simmons has what it takes. And who's a more respected elder statesman than Larry Fitzgerald? Okay, so if it was something where Roger's like, okay, we need to, let's get Larry a last title. He's gonna he's gonna come out, win Super Bowl MVP, and ride off on a horse into Arizona. Uh sure, that's a pretty good narrative, but to, for the for the Cardinals to think that they're gonna win it all is I think it's pretty funny. But yes, DeAndre Hopkins, great. But great. That's the best Jordan ad that ever existed. You see the jump man experience. Extended past the Adidas logo and the Nike logo on that Hail Murray. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing too, I heard I heard the DeAndre uh that uh when he was a kid, um he used to catch flies. So he knows how to catch flies, and that's why he caught the ball yesterday. I think that's so funny. I wish I could just catch a fly and be like, Yeah, I got good hands because I uh on my scatter report it says that I can catch flies pretty well. They fly I, up, that's what he says. I knew DeAndre Hopkins had something in common with my 12-year-old Corgi. That being said, <laughs> I am back in the Seahawks money line in this one. The funds are deflete, depleted, but I'm going to build them back up by back in Seattle in this one. Nice. Next game, Seattle, Atlanta, I'm sorry, at New Orleans. New Orleans is favored by... I think six and a half in this one. Maybe that's Jameis time. Yeah. So here's the deal. Jameis is a more talented football player than Drew Brees at this point. And the line's actually four and a half for the Saints. And gosh, I think Jameis really deserves this opportunity. Drew Brees can't go throw down the field. I think that's an injury that's going to linger. So my big hypothesis for the rest of the NFL regular season is that Jameis is going to make himself a boatload of money. I, uh, the, the stars have aligned for Jameis Winston. The, I feel like the, the word of the week was ascend in week 10. Everyone's like, we got to ascend. This is the time for Jameis to show that I'm not a backup quarterback. <laughs> That I could actually play in this league. Um, having now, he's going to have a lot of the healthy receivers back. So, Jameis, please, please put those cut crab legs down and let's let's score four touchdowns against against the Falcons. Like it, it, this is this is the greatest tune-up game for him. 
you know. Yeah, and he it's not like he's coming out in week one. He's had a whole season of he has he has a whole training camp under Peyton. He's got practice reps as the number two because Taysom Hill doesn't really practice at quarterback. They tell you about uh-huh. that in every friggin' Saints game. Oh, he goes yeah. to all these meetings. He goes to more meetings than my alcoholic parents. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them's an alcoholic. The other one just wants to understand alcoholics. That's why they go to meetings. Just to clarify, um, and you know, you know, to see also too with, with when uh, Taysom is on the field, you know, Jameson is just like, man, I really, I can't wait to get out there. So to finally channel, be able to channel that energy to um, kind of get to control that offense, I think, I think you're in good shape. I think you're in good shape. Yeah, I mean, the Saints went for a team. I from a team I was bored of that I couldn't stand watching because it just seemed like a school play. Just everything was built around making this one kid the star performer when really the rest of the cast is freaking phenomenal. Put Jameis out there. He's got a cannon. He's been working hard. And, you know, Atlanta has been a little feisty, but gun to my head, I'd probably go New Orleans here. Yeah, I mean, we we were talking about it um, a couple weeks ago about the Falcons and do do they have uh, the the ability to um, play for Raheem and keep that job? And it's like, yeah, I think they're there, but I mean, they're cutting players, showing that all right, we're just going to find guys that can that just want to play football, and. Uh, you, it's just not that time anymore. I, I think they're just it's it's a farewell tour to Matt or or, or Julio. So it by Atlanta, by Atlanta, and you know I think they're going to be a little they're going to be a tough out. I think they've got pretty lucky by having Raheem as their head coach. He's got experience. He he learned from his mistakes in Tampa Bay. And it's mm-hmm. a terrible defensive team, but you got a d- defensive-minded head coach who's great with working with the secondary, so that helps the whole roster. Yeah. Um, okay, Cincinnati at Washington. Washington's favored by a point and a half. Yuck. A point and a half? <laughs> oh, that's that's juicy. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking uh, that's not – sorry. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a game. Uh I guess the Steelers, he had a bad second half, and I think he wants to write that chip. He's one of those players that has that that chip where he, he knows he can play well and wants to play well. And Washington, yeah, defense defense is there. Um, but you're going to get a mediocre passing game when you have Alex Smith out there. Because um, as you just told me, um, he, he's he got a weird thing. Uh, so... I mean, hey, Cincinnati's gonna is going to destroy Washington. Wow. But their offensive line is terrible. Burrow's getting hit a lot, and I think that kind of bodes poorly for a matchup with against a very good pass rush. We don't know Joe Mixon's status. Right. But I am really I'm really digging what Joe and Zach are doing together. They're getting because they know they have a bad offensive line. They're trying to get Joe to get that ball out of his hands and doing these little bubble things and just really doing some good things. And T. Higgins, they, he is playing really well. And if that chemistry keeps building where T. knows, like, oh, the line's bad, I just need to go help my quarterback, 
I think you got yourself a really good game. Yeah, shouts to Clemson wide receivers. They're always good. They're always 10-year NFL starters across the board. T. Higgins, latest in a long line. You know, normally you don't. Normally you only follow in Hunter Renfro's footsteps if you're going to be a spokesperson (laughs) for Rogaine or something. (laughs) The the Rufat of the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I saw a picture. I saw a picture that Hunter Renfro always reminds me of Alex Caruso, and I saw a picture of it was kind of like Animorphs, where it was Michael Jordan, and then like four shades later, it was Alex Caruso. Like they're the they're like someone saying like they're the same player. Yeah. So funny. I love yeah. Do you want to see my Hunter Renfro impression? Yeah. <laughs> Not bad, huh? I'm ready. I'm ready Not to work the road. Yeah, if you watch, Bravo. if you Bravo. It, it took me a minute there. Yeah. If you watch this game <laughs> and you're not a fan of either team, I don't know what's going on with you. This yeah. is the hardest matchup to forecast. I can't develop a take. Brian thinks the Bengals are going to blow them out on the road, and um, I guess <laughs> no. I, I think Washington. <laughs> I think they okay. I think Washington's a better team than Cincinnati right now, and maybe I'm just biased because, damn, every week there's the hardest part about this show. I love doing this. This is the first job I've had that doesn't feel like a job. It, the one thing I don't like is spelling Cincinnati every week. Oh, no, it's really ta- it's really bad. I, I grew up in Ohio, and I don't even know how to spell it, so it's okay. There's, I'm with you. There's two N's. I don't get it. One T. Two N's, one T. You would think it'd be one N, two T's. Two T's. Nah. have two T's in there. What's the two T's? <laughs> Terrible. They were founded when the A team was on. No, there's only one T, and it's B.A. Baracus. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't getting no plane. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be better than any lineman they have right now. <laughs> currently? Yeah, currently, right now. The only yeah. bad part, if he was their lineman, Akib Talib, he would obviously be broadcasting those crappy games. He'd sneak down from the broadcast booth to just yank those chains. Hey, he, lives, <laughs> he lives out there in Scottsdale. Maybe the cards will sign... Mr. T. Mr. T lives in Scottsdale? That's correct. And how do you know that? Because I worked on a television show in Scottsdale, and the star of the show was his neighbor. His his daughter is a comedian, actually. What? Yeah, she does a lot. I've done a lot of shows with her in the Midwest in the past. And what? Yeah. Cool. What, sort of, what, what sort of act does Mr. T's daughter do? Uh, she... It's, <laughs> A lot of it's about sleeping with Yoakam Noah, and uh, the rest is about being Mr. T's daughter. So it's good, clean family fun. Wow. Thepropsnetwork.com is where bets begin. <laughs> no, the Props Network isn't a sports book yet. It's where smart bettors and new players go before the sports book. Why? Because the Props Network has a few things that all bettors need. Love, exclusive sign-up bonuses, reporting (laughs) on weekly promos, free betting picks, and live odds comparison for every football game. A visit to thepropsnetwork.com before placing a bet guarantees that you'll be wagering with the best available bonus and getting the biggest possible payout when your bets hit. This week at the Props Network, you'll get $30 free bets, no deposit required from Unibet. And you'll get four risk-free bets up to $1,000 at PointsBet with code BONUSPROPS and up to $1,000 signing bonus from DraftKings Sportsbook. 
And you can get all these deals and more at thepropsnetwork.com. We've really kind of upped it with our columns. Like Steve Clark does a great column oh, yeah. every week. Yep. I know Donnie Sengstack works his ass off on the college football picks every week. We've got six six blogs by Donnie Sengstack every week in college football. All the big games that uh, usually don't get canceled. Yeah, usually. <laughs> and you get all this and more at thepropsnetwork.com. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Boom. All right. What was our last game? Oh, next game. Pittsburgh's favored by 10 at Jacksonville. This is how you tank. This is how you appease the football gods. You're going to play hard every week. Keelan Cole Sr. showing out. And you know what? I love to see it. They kind of remind me of the 2008 Detroit Lions, which is, weirdly enough, one of the more likable Lions teams I've ever seen. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, they, I, they, were, <laughs> they they really do play hard. They're just like, uh, they, they do just enough to fail in the fourth quarter. And that, hey, that's that's a tankle. That's a tank machine right there. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best tank machines. And I want to just give a little bit of credit to Scott Milanovic. He's their quarterback coach because we've seen Gardner Minshew get thrown out there and succeed. Now we're seeing Jake Luton, or is it Lutton? I think it's Luton. He's (laughs) succeeding as well. And it seems like they have a really good quarterback room. Yeah, and I was looking at one of uh, little mock drafts, and Justin Fields from Ohio State is – targeted for the Jags position or in that in that draft slot and like that is perfect to finally have a run like you the Jags are fit to have a running quarterback like a dual threat and to finally have that if you have that Justin Fields you're 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 almost there like yes you gotta like retool your defense but you're you're pretty GD close I tell you what yeah Justin Fields is amazing he is gives you everything you would want out of a modern quarterback. And the Jags deserve to have a franchise quarterback after the good place, which I know our boss probably hates because it has a lot of sentimentality. It's it's (laughs) I know I literally hate the good place, man. I, I I finished the good place this weekend and it took me a while to get through it. Not because it wasn't good because I kept crying. (laughs) No, the ending like that last season is it's, it's very touching. It's emotional. Sam, you really need to get on board. I, I teared up a little bit with, with DJ as he won. I was surprised to see him get emotional. Yeah. It made me feel a little that bit was, emotional, yeah. too. Yeah, now that I'm older, it bitch-ass sitcoms are just, they're starting up the waterworks. Ted Lasso, The Good Place. I might oh. as well be chopping onions while watching this milk toast bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's, hey. They're just affecting me emotionally, and I, I love it. I hate both of hey. those shows equally. Come on, tell I'll cry, I'll cry on those. I'll I'll cry if I see an NFL player that hasn't been on the field score his touchdown for the first time. I yeah. might cry a little bit. Because I know that work, that work that he put in for him. I break down. It's all yeah. right to cry, guys. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, good. I, I mean, I even got a little emotional th- seeing how good DeAndre Swift did and like he was given the starting job and he didn't tell anyone he was the starter. And he's just like, I just want, I knew I caused my team a game. I just wanted to just let my game do the talking. And he's a top 10 running back right now. Yeah. He's, he's really, his shoes are, he's filled his shoes. 
with cement <laughs> for that ruddy position. Yeah, they, no more Adrian Peterson. All day, no days. And like yeah. back to Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, minus 10. That's probably a perfect line for this game. I would recommend you stay away. This seems yeah. like a 20 to 30 game in favor of the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And if I bet anything, I mean, both of them looked a little too good this week. So that goes, that's hard for me to evaluate. Yeah. And also, we've seen that the Steelers. With these um, not really good teams, they're still in it. I mean, that Dallas game, you know, that, that Cincinnati, like they're you're, they're so close to just they, maybe they just lack focus in those games. So you know, you never know. You it, it's one of those stayaways for sure because you just don't know what you're going to get out of out of Jacksonville because they might be like, okay, let's go get them. let's go get Ben. And Ben looked a little banged up. I mean, it's been, we before the season. I was pretty out there about like these old quarterbacks. They're gonna hit the fan, and like I mean, they are kind of looking a little hurt. All of them, They're a little hurt. Um, but I, but the way Roethlisberger played without much because he was in that COVID protocol, come out and still you know throw rocks. I'm like, all right, this MVP thing is getting better. Like the like, I'm with it. And it, in if it were any other person, Ben has less goodwill for good reason than yes. any player in the NFL. So he doesn't deserve this acclaim, this award. No. But no. they're a great team. Their player development's been consistently incredible. That being said, I don't think this is the game you want to bet on. Nor do I think this game is the one you want to bet on. Tennessee at Baltimore. Line is Baltimore by six and a half. Stay away. Put away your money. <laughs> Put it in a, a Chase Bank uh, 401k because I don't know what you're going to see out of Baltimore. Um, Lamar Jackson shook. <laughs> I, he, he, he's, he is in a weird headspace at the moment. I don't blame Lamar at all. I think they've got the worst wide receivers in the NFL. They've got Willie Sneed in a kick returner catching passes. There's never any separation for any of those guys. And on the other side of the coin, Tennessee, they probably should have beaten Indianapolis. They had a weird punt get blocked for a touchdown that changed the whole game. And then I think their offensive line injuries are close to hitting critical mass here. So in a vacuum, we know that Baltimore has the revenge factor because they were eliminated from the postseason by Tennessee last year. So Mm. maybe you want to take Baltimore on narrative alone, but the Baltimore fans, they are crestfallen right now. They don't want to talk about their team. They've like the Baltimore fan I was texting with last night. He's like, we need to tank for Trevor. It's like, you can't lose 16 games with seven to play, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And I just – now now everyone's like, well, Lamar Jackson is the quarterback. And you Last year, you were praising the hell out of this guy. And you were first to say, like, oh, he's just a runner. Like, oh, but now he's quarterback, and now you're going to quarterback? you got to make your mind up. And it's not his fault, as you were saying too, Joel. He needs receivers. I think they everyone's like, 
Well, on the Baltimore staff, it's like, well, he can run. Like, we just need to take the dunk, and then we'll just run the ball. Now, like, you have to, you have to chuck that ball so you can respect the running game. Everyone knows that. Um, and well, Howard Brown was like, he he was upset with his role. So that just shows that you don't. Willie Sneed is seventy years old. Yeah, okay? why is he a number two receiver? Like. 70. You can pick guys off this. He was an afterthought in New Orleans for five years, and now he's the number two receiver on a supposed Super Bowl contender. I really feel like they missed the boat in this situation. I bet on Baltimore last night. I knew I wasn't going to win. I was pissed off, and I just threw down on Baltimore, even though I knew 100% of the money was on Baltimore, and I, I liked the Patriots all week. Friend of the show, Joff, told me to take Baltimore. So I yeah. went with Joff, and uh, we're, we're going to be deducting $25 from his pay this week. <laughs> <laughs> Things you got to do. Things you got to do, Joel. That's fine. Where's Dez? Where's Dez? He's on the practice squad. <laughs> you don't, so he, That's he, another alarming thing right there. Dez Bryant. You signed Dez Bryant, who hasn't been in the league uh, since the Gilmore Girls went off the air. So... But now Come Gilmore on. Girls is back on the air, so no. Dez is back on an NFL rock. <laughs> no, the Gilmore part, not the Dez part. No. It's, go- it's hey. coming back. Hey, it's you, coming back. you need to stop hating on things that are emotionally satisfying. <laughs> 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 and, uh, okay, so probably the, the, the first line that of all weekend that just pops out at me that beckons me like a, like a siren song. Patriots. Oh, I love when that happens. Minus two and a half at Houston. There's no way that Houston wins this game. The Patriots win by no. two touchdowns. Yeah, no. The 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 Brown showed that um, if you can't really, if the Texans can't run the ball, and if all your Davids, all your David Johnsons are out, um, you're done. And. Uh, it's really – I love the chemistry of the Texans. It's like, okay, you're going to have a – you know the Texans are going to have a good game if William Fuller gets the ball early and often. Then you you know it's going to be a good game. Uh, and New England's full of themselves. I think Cam Cam with his uh, his fez uh, at the press conference just shows, like, he's he's ready. He's ready. I agree with you on everything except William Fuller. Is there, like <laughs> – are you his principal or something? Do you want yes, to- and and, he, and I need his re- report card signed and on my desk in the morning. So you know what? In in a month, I'm gonna give you my report card live on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need someone I to hold it. me accountable, and you're the closest thing I have to a principal in my life. I got it. I am with you. And uh, oh yeah. But I think Josh McDaniel, he, he found the chemistry. I think he found some chemistry together with all his ragtag crew of receivers. I, I think it might actually work out. It, it, and Harris, Harris too, the, the, the Patriots running back, he was hurt early in the, in the year because of a thumb injury, I believe. Um, but well, he was like the, the for you. favorite. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, the Patriots, they're going to get there. They might be a little bit too far out of the, the playoff race. But Bill Belichick teams are always going to be competent. And, yeah, if Bill Belichick is getting – you're going to hate me for this. If he's getting less than a field goal against Romeo Cornell, <laughs> I'm inclined to take that. So I, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, two buddies, two coaching buddies back together on the sidelines having fun. But, oh, boy. But, yeah, Romeo is not going to – Romeo must die in this game. Okay, so, so I'm going gonna, gonna to give you a bet right here. Who okay. will have more career wins, all of the Belichick coaching tree or <laughs> Brian Flores? Flores. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Flores Flores shows he knows how to build a culture. He knows how to build people that uh, want to play for him, and they play hard, like straight. He, uh, what a great coach! Uh, just uh, can we give him coach leader instead of Kevin Stefanski? I think that might actually work. Yeah, we were never. I I don't I don't want to rain on your parade, but this was never going to Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> What's that? What's that, Joel? You, <laughs> no, better, you, better, you better retract that. You better say Kevin Kevin is your best coach in the world. You, you just, I was agreeing with you. you. I was disagreeing with you from last week. You know, <laughs> I, I, November 10th, Brian, knucklehead. Yes. November 17th, Brian, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I've got the date pretty wrong here, but... Um, <laughs> You're in the right boat. You're in the right time frame. Hey, you guys heard about how my bets went. I'm not great with numbers. Um, Okay, (laughs) so we can jump ahead. I'm going to go to Miami at Denver. Miami's favored by three and a half. This opened it to all sorts of money is on them. And Mm -hmm. you got to back Miami here. Yeah, defense is playing out out of their brains. And... Tua is actually throwing the ball pretty well. Into so it. that's just exciting from a uh, development point for, for the Dolphins staff to see, oh, okay, he can he can sling, and he's not scared to sling the ball. And it's so, not even the throws with Tua that are most impressive to me. The way that kid yeah. manipulates the pocket without leaving the pocket is incredible. No NFL quarterback does the things he does in there. Like, it's it's amazing. Uh, it's it really, it really is, and his velocity is incredible too. Like he'll he'll move it with his eyes, and then they're just open. And I'm just, I'm just so, um, just amazed that they how the Dolphins took that gamble and started to, you know, right in that bye week because we were saying it before. Is this a good idea? You're playing the Rams and. Everything's coming together, and it's a big really picture excited. vision. They're hitting every roadmap, and like their secondary is great. Their offensive weapons, who you've never heard of, they've been consistently effective, and mm-hmm. it's all a function of the coach. Like Brian Flores is coach of the year. Like he's coach got that. Year. I'm mailing it to his house right now. <laughs> and FedEx Express or uh, Saver. It's gonna be awesome to have Miami. I don't has Miami played Buffalo yet? I don't think they have. So I don't believe so. Miami versus Buffalo for the division. That's gonna be Ooh. incredible. They two. did they did play Buffalo in week two, I believe. Oh yeah, the Bills won like by a field goal. Thirty one twenty eight. Yeah, so they're they're playing week seventeen. I think the AFC East is gonna be on the line. Mm-hmm. And boy, I'm gonna have fun betting the the Miami money line that night. Ooh, all day, all day. Oh, I, I might, I might put a dollar with you, Joel, just to see. Oh wow, he's in, he's in on Flores, he's in on that, and I'm in on them this week. Um, Denver, Drew Locke is hurt. I think Jerry Judy has Julio Jones's abilities, but he's mm-hmm. making a lot of chuckle-headed mistakes. I think he's playing hurt, so that might be part of it. 
but all yeah. their like marquee players are just healthy enough to play, and I think that's a bad recipe. Yeah, um, I was really excited for for uh, Noah Fant, and um, their defense is kind of crumbling a little bit. I think just after um, you you try to you try to put a band aid on the on the defense a little bit, and they they they've done a good job, but only problem is when you can't um, produce on the on the offensive lot, like on the offensive side of the ball, your defense is going to be tired. So, like all your depleted band aid guys don't want that time. They don't. They don't. They're not built for that. So, they're just in a tough spot, and just Miami rolls. Miami rolls. They. We've seen them win on the road already. We've seen them cross the country to beat the the Arizona Cardinals. And I, I know playing in Denver is always hard. But Miami's incredibly young, and I think they're well conditioned enough to make the mile high experience no big deal. Yeah. Okay, so let's get your analysis. This is a good line. It's the vaunted three and a half Philadelphia Ooh. Eagles, fresh off a disappointing loss to the Giants at the Cleveland Browns. That's a good line. <laughs> what should I do here? That's a great line. You saw a healthy Nick Chubb. You saw a very healthy Kareem Hunt. Uh, there, the the fullback for Cleveland is under COVID protocol, so that's going to be a little interesting to see how what they're going to do for the blocking. You're going to see maybe some more tight end action. Uh, you might see more some. Uh, Austin Hooper actually going for two 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 touches this this week. I'm hoping, um, but I think this is a pretty easy game for Cleveland. Little trap, little trappy though. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Raiders, kind of the Raiders game uh, where they just didn't. You would think they would execute well, but they didn't. So uh, I'm. I think. I think Baker needs a good showing too. Like he had, well, he's like twelve or twenty, um, so he did pretty well there. But I think it's it's time for Baker to have a really good game, and I think that's I think the the Eagles defense will give him that. Yeah, I do think that the Browns are kind of an undisciplined organization, and they always believe their own hype. And everyone this week, all of the football intelligentsia is pointing out their easy schedule and penciling them into the wild card game. So I do think there's a template for a Cleveland letdown, especially against, you know, one team looked great this week. The Eagles looked terrible this week. Talent level in Philadelphia is still pretty high. I think mm-hmm. that New York, as much as I've shat on that team over the season, I think they've gotten a top six defense i'm not gonna say top five (laughs) but a top six top eight top 10 top 12 defense in new york but you know the philadelphia eagles they still have great talent on both sides both lines we saw some slay on slay crimes last week so (laughs) well and they and they have miles miles sanders back and so if we can stop the running game, we can make them one-dimensional like the Texans, and then it's you know it's fair game. It really depends on Baker. Yeah, and you know what? I'm inclined to, with that three-and-a-half, I know three-and-a-half is the warning sign. I think this is going to be a one-possession game 
for sure. I think the Eagles uh, are well coached enough to not crumble on the road in this situation. So this will probably be one of the better games of the slate, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it, it's – I think it really hinders. We saw a couple weeks ago when Wentz gets pressure and – it's not it's not a happy day for Wentz when he is on the ground. Um, so it's really gonna it, it's it's gonna hinder a lot for Miles to really come out and you know show that hey we're here and we're ready to play. So Miles, um, we need Vernon to step up because you know you're gonna get a little Miles Garrett double, so a little double team action. So it's. How are you going to bring pressure? How are you going to bring pressure? Yeah, I mean, we've got Miles Garrett on one side. We've got Miles Sanders on the other side. When the Eagles are on offense, this game's going to feature more Miles than the Proclaimer's Greatest Hits CD. Proclaimers? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they were called? Oh, my God. Yeah. Proclaimers? Th- yeah. Never, there's going to... There's going to be 500 miles mentions in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jets at Chargers, minus nine and a half. Mm -hmm. Let's go Chargers. Uh, Yeah, I I think Flacco's starting, and he always brings some sort of, you know, reliability at the quarterback position. But Flacco loves just to throw the ball in double coverage and just – Let's see what happens. He's 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 a let's see what happens. Throw the ball far type of guy. Um, so I think that's going to be pretty easy. And the Chargers they they're just looking for that first win. Uh, it, it, Justin is he wants it so bad. And Mister Four Hundred Five, let's let's give him a Sunday present and give him that give him that win. Give him that win. Give him that cover and. I would advise betting on the Chargers in this one. I would, but before you do, check Joey Bosa's status. Don't check his blog. I'm sure he's got some problematic things on that. But um, always, if he's healthy and Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa are coming for Joe Flacco all day, I can't see a situation where New York gets more than 17 points. Hell no. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. Easy peasy. So right now it's looking like Patriots Chargers. And then I cannot believe the Packers are getting points at Indianapolis. I know Indianapolis has had some a couple of really good wins. I know they have looked good against Tennessee and Detroit and even Chicago. They've, they've, they've beat them. But the Packers are a better team than the Colts. Packers are the better team. And what we're seeing out of the Packers right now is that, oh, we, we might be hurt on the offense, like, who cares who's hurt? Someone's going to step up. I think that's what's the best thing about Rodgers. He knows he can put anybody on the map, and that's what he's so good at. Uh, so I, I expect a like a like – a, probably Green Bay winning by, by three at least. I mean, it just – I don't see any, any more. I think you're still going to have a tough uh, – and he's always going to come out tough, so – like that's not a problem, but also um, the Philip, you know, has he is he taking his B pound? Is he ready? Um, but I think Green Bay is just they're just a really good team right now, and they're and they're humming. So yeah, and this this game is played at four twenty five. If the Ravens beat the Titans, like I think they will, because it's a huge mm-hmm. revenge game off a horrible loss for them. 
Indianapolis doesn't need this game. So Green Bay probably needs this win more. They are in the rare situation where they looked bad in a win. So you might Uh see a better version of Green Bay than I would expect to see from Indianapolis this week. Yeah, exactly right. And um, they... The Coulter, they were like, oh, we're, we're not sure about Jonathan Taylor because he's might be losing carries. But and, Nah, that's not a, a, a knock on Jonathan Taylor. That's because Naheem Hines has been incredible. I, I know. So that, I mean, do you, it, it's just wondering about your running back identity. And if he does take it, then what, you just have Jonathan Taylor there. So I just, I wonder how that running back room is, how, how supportive they are. Because I think that's that's a good good mark, and if everyone is on the same page and just wants to win, then you're in good shape. But rookies, you know, might get a little in their feelings a little bit, a little bit. But you know what? He doesn't need an NFL career. He has all those pizza chains up in Madison, Wisconsin. Best endorsement deal a kid can ever sign. You'll be fine, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> and okay. he needs to do the home improvement. Absolutely. If, if we got to get Tim Allen and, you know, maybe we can get them together and like Jonathan Taylor will be excited meeting Tim Allen and Tim Allen will be excited meeting his first black person. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's called Can I Touch Your Hair? <laughs> wow, I got Brian to do uh, almost a 180 on that one. <laughs> Give me a 180 on this podium thing. Oh, Love it. Okay, Dallas at mini minus nine. Um, next, Dallas minus nine. No mini. Mm. They're overvalued. Like they're favored on the road against Chicago in bad weather. They played yeah. against Matt Patricia's defense last week. They looked like world beaters when really, right? They looked like Alex Smith against that defense. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, you can pass on them. That's fine. Um, Minnesota, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what you're going to get out of the, the Dallas product. I mean, Gilbert might come out and, you know, might put up two touchdowns. But but are we going to see Dalton back? Are we going to see them coming off a bye? And, you know, maybe we're going to see a – the line is huge. Yeah, that's why I wonder, you think it's going to go down? I think it depends on what happens tonight. I have a funny feeling that the Bears are going to win tonight. I could look stupid when people listen to this tomorrow, but, (laughs) you know, I'm not inclined to back the Bears. But I got got the feeling the Bears are going to take care of it tonight. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. Uh, But I think Minnesota kind of just wins. I think they – it's just one of those games. I agree. I was shaking my head because I might have – thrown a few too many shekels on the Vikings versus the Bears. <laughs> I was not doubting that that your pick on, of the Bears tonight. I was doubting my decision making. Yeah, I, I want to see I, I, next next week I'm going to pull up a stat for teams that have beat the Lions, whether or not they cover the spread the next week. I bet they don't because I bet yeah. Vegas they build that Lions performance into the, into the line. And, uh, okay, I think we're going to have some debate here. Yeah. Kansas City minus six and a half at the Vegas Raiders. I will be bullishly backing the Chiefs here. I think it's a revenge game for them. I think they were 
lucky and they don't have the firepower to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. And True. there's a daddy in this division, and daddy's going <laughs> to let you know who he is. Kansas City Chiefs, are they're laying the smack down in Vegas. <clears throat> The the Raiders, you know, the, the past two weeks, like they've they played pretty well. So if they could build upon, okay, so like the Chiefs are going to go out. Okay, so let's stop Waller. You got to stop Waller, right? So if Josh Jacob is cooking and he and he's running again like the way he's supposed to, oh, oh, baby, we got the. I love it. Oh my goodness, I am. It would be so cool to see the Chiefs lose to the Raiders twice. No, it wouldn't. You know, I, and like yeah, if great. we, I if, love it. If we want in the advanced stats, they hate the way Josh Jacobs has been playing the, yeah. the last few weeks. He had a good week two weeks ago, but he hasn't been the same player as his rookie season. And if mm-hmm. I if I really want to give my honest analysis of this game, it'll be the same for every Raiders game. I am blinded by hatred for this team, and I will never appreciate them. I know Cleveland Farrell and Max Crosby are, according to the metrics, effective players, but I don't like those dudes. I don't like this team. I don't like that quarterback. I don't like that coach. I think he's been out of the game too long, and he ain't Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil came back, but no other coach came back after such a long layoff and did it effectively. Go to hell, Raiders. Oh, wait, they're already there. That's what Vegas is. Go Chiefs. Oh my! What an analysis, Joel. Of <laughs> check all the boxes of why I hate them. Um, you know, my twenty-first birthday, the li- the yeah. the day of it, the Lions played in Oakland. They beat the Raiders, and the fans weren't great. <laughs> <laughs> they beat me up. <laughs> no, they didn't beat me up. But um, I remember I walked into the the parking lot. I had my Lions. Roy Williams tank top. I have my Lions Ooh. Santa hat, and I had my Lions okay. balloon. And some one of these Raiders fans, they came up and they cut my balloon away and floated off. Okay, that's just rude. That that is that is a rude thing to do for a child. I was you know? yeah, twenty one year old child. I had to, <laughs> I had to, I had to leave that game early because someone threw a beer bottle at me. It hit a kid, and the the two men got in a fist fight around me. Okay. All right. Every, I think your hatred is fair. Every okay. every first down they got, an overweight Hispanic woman would grind her pelvis on me while going, Raiders! <laughs> like, luckily they didn't they, have a good she, offense. She was just inviting you into her family, so I don't see the problem there. Yeah, she knew it was, I was a 21-year-old man, and that's a, a white boy quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> And she was your bounce house. Oh, yeah, she was my <laughs> bounce house. Oh, my goodness. So it's plus uh, – th- Brian, I, I don't know about you, but I'll be backing the Raiders plus 240 on the money line to win that game. You know, you don't even need I'm to – I'm with you, Sam. You I'm guys don't you. even need to go to the sports book. I'll be the sports book for that one. I use promo code J-O-E-L, and I will take your wager. <laughs> Just let me know how much I'll be collecting from you guys. Come – Monday morning. Oh, hey, I'm with you, Sam. We're on the same page. We get it. That line is telling us the Raiders are. They think the Raiders are yeah. going to win the game. What? Because a two forty. Two forty. It should be four hundred if the Chiefs are that good. The Chiefs are that good. Have you? What? What team is better than the Chiefs right now? 
No one made yeah, yeah. the Bills. I'd take the Steelers. If the they were right playing there. if they were playing in Pittsburgh this weekend, I would take the Steelers. Yeah, but I, I think that I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat. I think that that Pat like looking ahead to the schedule, here's what I, I can't wait as a gambler for the rest of the season. The NFC East team's home playoff game, boom. The Raiders mm. First playoff game because the Raiders. I mean, I do hate them, but they're incredibly bought in. The line play has been very well, but once you get to the playoffs, I don't think they have the quarterback to keep them competitive with these games. And you know what? The third thing I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to Kansas City at Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game. If there's there's going to be plus money on the Chiefs. To go to the Super Bowl against like a possibly undefeated Steelers team, and they're gonna win. Mm. Oh yeah, no, no, I, and I, I see where you're coming at for that, but I'm seeing it like right here, right now, and I think the way the Raiders have been playing the past two weeks, I don't see them laying an egg. So I think I think you just go with the train for another another week here. They're juice. I mean, hey, you you beat them and you want to beat them again. I mean, that I think that would be something for that team to. If you haven't bought in as as a team and you beat them, you are you're you're fully all in. Okay, Raiders four and one away, two and two at home. No distinct home field advantage. Chiefs four and zero oh away. So that leads me to stick with my hypothesis. I'm. I know that's not how you pronounce hypothesis, but it's a hard <laughs> word to say. It was fair. It was pretty close. close yeah, it was enough. close. It was but fair. after the uh, Wonton Lee gate of last week. <laughs> <laughs> Wonton Lee. Yeah, it's my favorite Mexican-Chinese porn star. <laughs> oh, God. I'll be back in the Chiefs in this one. And our last game of the week, Bucks, favored by three and a half, hosting the L.A. Rams. That's a good line. Good line. Rams are playing well. You don't know who's going to they're Malcolm Brown. Who's it going to be? You know, and I think that's kind of a good thing with the what the Rams do. They're not, you you can watch all the tape you want, but you don't know what they're going to scheme for um, at, at the running back position. And um, they have a couple injuries, which is uh, you know not what you want. But Tampa's playing pretty hard too. So three point five. To give it to Brady, maybe so. Maybe he inches this this game out, but we'll see. Yeah, this seems like a good week for money line parlays. Like you have the Seahawks and Patriots, and you, then what? You take that money and then you throw it on the Chiefs and Buccaneers. That gets you through the mm-hmm. whole weekend, nice and yeah. easy. We know. I think the better teams are going to win, and they'll show out. Think so. I think so. Wow, this this was a fun episode. You, you, you're, and you know what? Before we go, I, I wrote a roast about you, Brian. It's PG. Can I say it? Oh, sure, yeah. Or should I save it for Wednesday? No, say it, say it right now. You, 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 ooh, that could be a good tease for Wednesday. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so let's tease it for Wednesday. I'm going to have a roast joke for Brian, and um, this is so stupid. In addition to Eli Sayers coming on to break down the college football slate, 
We're going to be getting our NFL picks from a zoologist doing scientific breakdowns of the matchups. John Scaramucci of the Houston Zoo Zoo will be joining us, and he'll be breaking down Panthers-Lions. He'll be breaking down Bills versus Bears. He'll be breaking down Dolphins versus Broncos. Ooh, I can't wait to see how that one will turn out. And then Cardinals (laughs) versus Seahawks. We're, We're jumping the shark already. Season one. We're jumping the dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be back Wednesday. And the Props Network, we've got all the sorts of great stuff for you coming every single day of the week, except for the Sabbath. That's football day. And for Brian Allen Mitchell, this is Joel Wachowski for the Props Network. Walking off.